0: The reason why people don't consecrate their lives to God is secularism is worldliness. People have the basic, I think it's a fundamental thinking that I will be missing out on something. That's the problem with many people. say, so what if I become too consecrated? Hey, like too holy, it's like every time so like, holy like, You are too spiritual, you are some way, be flexible a little bit, you suppose supposed to say, I'll be missing out, it means I can't go to the club, it means I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this, so you see, that way of thinking, that way of thinking, is that's why I say it's fundamental, it's a flawed way of thinking, it's a thought that comes from the falling man, you see, when you allow yourself to be ruled by the falling man, you receive falling results. For example, if you have an invitation to go to America, now think about this, to go to America. Because of the way you think about America. If all of a sudden, let's say you are living in Konkonru here. All of a sudden, you have maybe Joe Biden says, I'm selecting three people from Konkonru and you are one of them. You are going to live in the White House. You are going to have a driver. You are going to have a certain kind of life. If all of a sudden, this invitation comes, and then you begin to think, hey, if I go, how would I get plantain to eat? (laughs) How would I get so to eat in America? (laughs) You see, there are people who think like that. You see, when the big opportunity comes, they begin to think about, because they have become accustomed to falling, It's a big problem. That's why Paul started by begging them. Because he knows that the people have become used to falling. So much that the falling life has become like the best life. It is so sad. That people think that if I offer my life to God, it is a bondage. Rather than thinking that giving your life to the world and sin is rather freedom. It's so sad. But you see, when you become part of a certain system, it's difficult to go up higher. Someone said you can take someone out of a zongo, but you can't take the zongo out of the person. <laughs> so we have zongo Christians. It's so sad. And for many people, it takes a long time and for even most of the people, they never even get there. You begin to wonder if I give my life to Jesus. It means I can't do this, I can't do this. It's like this America. the moment I go, I won't see my auntie who lives in Baudry, I see again. I won't. that' my auntie I won't see her again. That's how people think. They think with the falling mind. So they never become anything. They never become anything. And because of that they never experience a greater life many people have not experienced the life of God before. So for them, it is a mystery. It is something that is non-existent. So they don't want to take a step to enter that life. But let me tell you, if you think that sin is pleasurable, it is only because you have known sin. But the day you try holiness, you will hate sin. You will know that you have been deceived for a very long time the day God will possess your heart and begin to walk with you in a certain way you realize that you have been living a low life and it's, you will hate yourself that's what happened to me when I became born again I decided to consecrate my life at the point of salvation because I was tired of the world and when I began to have certain encounters the more I had these encounters the more I felt that why did I even do these things in the first place but then growing in the Lord going through the stages I met so many people who were afraid to hand their life over to God some people say how would others see me compared to the value you are going to get he said, I beseech you now, brethren, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. Offer. Now, if you are here and you have not made that offering, your life is not consecrated. And if your life is not consecrated, God does not owe you the responsibility of his dimension. So everything you do becomes casual, becomes so basic but a consecrated life is a life of faith because you know that God can give you better things than the world you know one time I engaged a young lady and I said look you know she was open to me to say okay she's sleeping with other people's fathers you know she had sugar daddies and I told her stop this and then follow Jesus with your heart and he said i really want to but i'm wondering how i would survive that's a falling mindset it it means that you think that god cannot take care of you and you see in christianity what you think is what happens to you in christianity your result is as the product of your thinking that's why many people never experience god because they never offer they don't get to the point of offering themselves offering themselves to god so you don't experience the provisions of god the dimensions of god you don't experience it he said acceptable unto god so not everything is acceptable you can be working with god but you are not acceptable not everything is acceptable unto God but a consecrated life which is done by will you said God from henceforth I am yours what you don't like I will not do it See, God says wow he will pick you up and put you in a very nice look at where the AC is and look at where the pulpit is and look at where you are Is this more important than you? No. This is just a glass, but it is closer to When you're on the AC, this one will feel it before you feel it. Because this one has made the decision. I am consecrated. So it has left the sun. It used to be under the sun. Now it's in the AC. You can never lose in consecration. Holy and acceptable. It says, which is your reasonable service? Go to NIV. He says, this is your spiritual act of worship. Give me another translation. This is truly the way to worship Him. <laughs> so now we know that worship is not a song. Do you see? Worship is not a song. This is truly the way to worship Him. This is truly the way to worship Him. So if you want to worship God, what God is saying is that His definition of your worship is that your life is offered to Him first before your song, before your money, before your clothing, your life, your entire life. If your life has not been offered to God, you are not worshiping God. Because if your life is not for God, it means the song you are even singing for him cannot be acceptable. Remember, what makes the things you do acceptable? The protocol of consecration. Before acceptability, there must be consecration. So God does not evaluate nice voice. Good preaching. God doesn't know what is good preaching. He knows acceptable preaching. God does not know nice dressing. He knows acceptable life. That's why gifted people get this wrong all the time. Because you are deceived to think that God is impressed by your gifts. So there's no need to consecrate your life. Intelligent people miss it all the time. Because okay, God loves me so I'm smart. I'm doing this. I'm moving forward in life. You have not been accepted. God does not take full responsibility of that kind of life. You are doing your own thing and it's very dangerous. So you can be singing, people can be singing along with you and God says, I don't like this. That is serious. Because if the song really was for God, it is rejected how would you feel if you are singing and someone puts two hands on their ears it means master stop 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 before acceptance there must be consecration it's like saying that okay I know how to play the football but I will not use boots because I'm good I'm a top striker so allow me let me just use my socks you will not be allowed you'll be sitting on the bench and you'll be wondering why is the coach not using me you are not wearing your boots you'll be running on the touchline up and down that's not part of the ball you can even be playing with the ball on the touchline it's not accepted do you know that you can actually play from the touchline it enters the post no one accepts it as a goal there are rules of engagement the fans can rise up and say, Go, but the referee will say no. And in this case, God is the referee. He's the referee. So you say, what is worship? Worship by the definition of God is when a man, when a woman offer their life for the sole purpose of the use of God that act it goes to God as worship that's what God accepts so when a song comes out of that worship then it becomes a worship song but that song is not worship so you can't say let's have worship it's not worship it doesn't go past the ceiling so you see that the presence of God doesn't move Because God has nothing to do with it. You are doing your own thing. He says, I beg you in the name of God. Offer your body. Offer. Make a decision. Because your body is yours. But you can decide that I give it to God. I give it to who? God. Whatever you offer your body for becomes the God over your body. So, you know, all this fornication is a god. It's a god. A god is something that controls your life. A god is something you have given its power to control your life. So fornication is a God. It comes to tell you that it is time. Get up and go. That's how gods operate. So the more you obey the God of fornication, the God Yahweh is not your God. Well, he tells you don't. So the more you do, then you have another God. So when you carry this God into the house of God, you cannot attract the presence of Yahweh. He has nothing. So you are moving with that God. You know, one day on UST campus, you know, when we go at first, we pray for all the leaders. We anoint them. I think the whole concept is this. When the people go on vacation... They go and do some things. So when we come, because they are leaders, we feel like we must pray for them and anoint all of them again. So usually they ask us some of the executives and the prayer leaders. And at the time I was a prayer leader, so said so we, you know, I was praying for the people who are manifesting falling down. Then I, you know I go to this lady and I move my hand this way and the Holy Spirit told me stop, put your hand down it was so quick so I put my hand down and I was standing in front of the lady I was waiting for further instructions as I was standing in front of the lady the Holy Spirit told me don't touch her lest you partake of the spirit of lust with her listen, let me tell you the truth everything has an aura you see, God has an aura. That's how every other thing in this life has its own presence. Every spirit has a presence. And when the Holy Spirit told me and I was standing before her, I felt the energy of last. Let me tell you something. There are some people and when you talk to them, you see, when you talk to them, you become more sensual. You see, life in the spirit is about sensitivity. If you are not sensitive, you will not be able to place a finger on things. Someone can sit close to you even in church and then you begin to you begin to feel more sensual. If you pay attention to these things. Someone can shake your hand, just a handshake and you realize that ah, since the handshake you have become more sensual. Praise Jesus. Yes. <laughs> So when I stood before the lady, she's a leader. I realized that I was leaving the spirit. All of a sudden, I was coming out of the spirit. I was coming into my flesh again. The field around it is so strong. Listen, it has nothing to do with physical beauty. I'm talking about a false field. When we say men fall, you think it is just people don't decide by their will that I'm going to fo- you know sometimes people become born again and they really want to serve God but desire is not enough many people who come to church pray God forgive me cry weep it's not that they like what they are doing they are people they don't seem to understand why they can't just do this thing sometimes you can encounter someone who is so ruled by the God of fornication that you are overpowered You are overpowered. That's why it's important that as a Christian, as a young lady, as a young... You see, if your life is under your own control, you'll be overpowered by the element and the forces that prevail. The Lord said, put your hand down, lest you partake of the spirit of lust with her. I've heard a story about a pastor that laid hands on someone and when he finished laying hands on a lady he had an erection in church yes so embarrassing yes he had an erection yes. these are dimensions for example if you offer yourself so deeply to a marine spirit you possess the environment of the marine spirit why do you think that people, responsible men and consecration is not only to God remember I said deity you can consecrate how do people become fetish priests? they consecrate themselves to a certain spirit they obey the laws of the consecration they don't perm their hair they don't wear shoes you see when you continue to what are you doing? he cannot live their normal life they don't live their normal life anymore they find some bush, go and live there what are they doing? they have set themselves apart for a deity so you see the deity now begins to inhabit them and begins to use them for supernatural things so you go there you say that well I have a pain in my leg because of their level of consecration they can make the pain go so they could not have done that if they were not consecrated they are able to do that because they have fully offered themselves for the use of a deity wow you know spirits don't just possess people remember and God according to John chapter 4 is says spirit you don't just become a witch because a witch has a desire to come and live in you no it doesn't happen that way you become a witch by starting to think about witchcraft you begin to admire it when you watch Harry Potter and all those things you begin to adore so this would be nice so, to sit on a broom and to fly at night Will be very nice. You see, then you begin to entertain the thoughts, then your soul begins to open up. You see, so at night you wake up, you cross your leg on your bed, you say, Ah, when, when would I also be able to fly? That means that you see you are moving your being into a dimension. Now, when they get the communication in the witchcraft kingdom, they say, This person has offered himself by will. Let us partner with him. That's how people become you can't become anything without starting with a desire. So you invite spirit into your life by admiration and desire. So some have consecrated themselves to marine spirit. Some have consecrated themselves to all kinds of spirits but i'm telling you that the consecrated life is the powerful life whether in the divine or in the diabolic we talk about occult systems we talk about grandmaster it's a level of consecration you can't just enter occult today and say you want to be the most powerful no the most powerful in the occult setup is the most consecrated if you are fasting for one day he will be fasting for 100 days That's how you become a grandmaster. It means that the spirit, the dimension to which you offer yourself, is the dimension to which he pours himself into you. The Lord told me, Don't lay your hand on her. I just look at her and I said, Wow, ah, they said I shouldn't touch you. So (laughs) then I moved to the next person now if i was not also consecrated because at that moment you see now god is the one using me it's not about what i want to see but when god is using you he determines the manifestation at every point in time you are no more in charge do you understand what i'm saying you don't know but all you know is that your life is in the hand of god because this lady had so much consecrated her life demons it's like that when you offer yourself to the word of God the power in the word of God enters into your heart into your life and what you read in the word of God begin to happen in your life it's an offering for example if you start watching pornography it's an offering you see because you had an option it's either you are reading the bible or you are watching pornography. It's either you are praying or you are watching pornography. So, at that moment, you have offered yourself. And at that moment, what you offer yourself to has become that God in your life. So, you see that that God begins to manipulate your emotion immediately. And you are overpowered. You have become like a toy. Everything, the expression that spirit in the pornography is doing. That's one. So, you see that within that moment you are not yourself anymore <laughs> it's an offering and the more you do it now you see that what that spirit of lust has to offer is poured in you and so even if you are not watching pornography there's so much of that spirit in you so matter when you see a lady who is decent you are able to undress her with your eyes It's a dimension are are you here with me or you have gone home you have offered yourself to that spirit so that spirit is using you so there are people here when they look at people they don't look at people like my sister or no you see when they look at you they have undressed you and they will not be wrong that's how the prophetic also works You see, the more you offer yourself to the Spirit, the Spirit enters you and begins to manipulate you. So when you see people, the Spirit begins to have expression. You see deep things about people. So, technically, everybody is operating at a certain dimension, but it depends on the God controlling your life. In other words, everybody is a prophet, but some are false prophets. It depends on the Spirit you keep offering yourself to that's why you cannot tell me that the things of God does not work you cannot talk about things you have not experienced yes there are people who are not consecrated to God so when they are outside they talk by heart those are the people that say oh, I do not waste my time in church I won't honor the Lord with my tithe so people say I would rather buy drinks for my friends that's their level of they are dedicated to the bottle consecrated to alcohol so that's their reality. So they have alcohol encounters. <clears throat> yes. Those who smoke, they have encounters. When you give yourself so much to marijuana, you have you have encounters? It's high encounters. You begin to walk, and it's like you are in the sky. Yes. Offer yourself. <laughs> you see human beings, like they are all small, small. Ants, because you've offered yourself. There's such a dimension that you offer yourself so much to marijuana that you begin to feel like living among people is that like, all these people are too low for your life. Then you migrate into the bush. So you see, the very serious rasta men, they don't live among people. You see that they put some wooden structure. You see it as a wooden structure by, by virtue of consecration and offering, they see it as a palace. So, look at it. If marijuana becomes a god and can take you into these realms, you know, their eyes are open. You know, what they see, what you call hallucination, is a dimension in the spirit. But it's not the dimension of God. It's a demonic dimension. It's a dimension beyond the physical so people have consecrated themselves to demons and they are having encounters you see the confidence of a raster man you cannot tell a raster man that you know um he, the cough is so much why he keeps having spiritual encounters but you see a christian who is not offered because he's not seeing anything he's not experiencing anything a Rastaman man is better than that christian yes you know, Rasta people don't worry. They don't worry about what would I eat. Have you seen a Rasta man thinking, "What would I eat? What would I?" They don't look so overcome by life. Though you look at them in the physical, you begin to pity them. That ah, they don't come. Rasta they don't complain, and they try to override the rest. They think that they are in the majority, and all of us, though we are many, we are in the minority. And they are trying to push their culture on us. That's how the Rastaman was confident that his son should not remove his dreadlocks. Everybody in the school does not have a dreadlock. His son has the dreadlock. So rather his son is the odd one out. But he pushed so much that the court ruled for him. It shows what he's thinking. He's possessed by something. And they won the case. Now he's in school. That's what many of you, when you meet people and they're expressing their faith, you become even shy. Because it's like, oh, I'm not too much of a Christian. I'm just here. I'm a church goer. Because when they begin to ask certain questions, you can't defend your faith. Someone is not ashamed that he's he's taking dreadlocks to school. He's not ashamed. Even university, which has a lot of freedom, how is it? But when you offer yourself to a certain dimension, you see, God becomes your environment. Every other thing becomes low. You become fearless. Consecration. I pray that God will just give you the wisdom to consecrate your life. Amen. He said, this is how you worship God you want to worship God, forget the song, give him your life. God wants your life. He doesn't want your song. Do you think God wants a song? If God wanted a song, do you think you are the one who is even going to sing for him? No, think about it. If God wanted someone to sing for them, and God is the one that created Dinah Hamilton, and daddy lumba why on earth do you think that you are the one going to offer God a song what are you going to offer God ok let's leave the realm of the earth and go into the realm of the spirit if angel Michael, angel Gabriel and all these test in heaven are singing the Bible said they were formed with pipes they don't have voices so they have pipes but when they say hallelujah it's not your voice is just so bad that it. it The kind of songs that God hears, your song is not. So, what does God listen to? When you are singing, God does not listen to your voice. He listens to your life. What we call worship is not a song, it's a life. When I'm preaching like this, God is not listening to what I'm saying. Because what I'm saying is not... If God is the owner of all wisdom, then what I'm saying is is too low for his audience why would god stop everything and listen to what i'm saying ask yourself it's not because of the things i'm saying even me the things i'm saying is what was written by paul so i'm not saying anything original so why would god listen to me it is because I have become an offering. Do you know an offering? An offering is something dedicated to him. You have no option than to take it. No matter what it is. For example, if someone hands me an envelope, like people are so seed to me, I don't see how much is in it before I take it. But the moment he says it is for you, whether it is small or big, I have to take it. So God accepts us on the strength of our consecration not on the strength of our gifting or our talent don't be deceived there are many people doing things that are not accepted that's why consecration is the yardstick for acceptability with God so with God even if you operate a camera in his house okay he does not accept what you are doing because you are doing it well But he accepts it because your life is offered to him. So there may be people who are, you say, okay, this guy is very good. By whose standard? You are playing drums. And your life is not consecrated. In that service, the drum is muted in heaven. So you were never even recognized. It's better you never even came to church. Holy and acceptable unto God. It means that there are preachers who are not acceptable unto God. So who are you representing? The spirit controlling that preacher. If a preacher is not consecrated, his message is not acceptable. How can he be a blessing to you? He cannot. Because you can bless out of the deity that you have offered yourself to. This matter of consecration is a serious thing. Huh? It's a very serious matter. Yes. So there are ushers in church God does not know them. They think they are working for God. He does not know them. That's why God had the audacity to say, people told Jesus, they say, I cast out demons. I heal the sick. And he said, ah, honestly, I'm very, I'm very surprised. When? He said, oh, I prophesied. Now think about it. The Bible says, where two or three are gathered in his name he's there so how come that this meeting went on and jesus who does not forget jesus doesn't use our kind of memory he everything is because he's a god everything is he does not forget and he says i don't know you he does not say i don't remember remember means that right from the start he never knew you i was an usher in church he said really which church because I was there walking among the lampstands all the time but I did not see you that's a serious matter he said I know you not you are not part of my people wow I know you I don't know you if he doesn't know you how can he use you so how did it happen? Listen, when you mention the name of Jesus, because of the integrity of the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus must work. It does not mean that you have been accepted. We don't make the name of Jesus work. If God made it so, people will hijack the power of God. They will just hoard it and merchandise it. The name of Jesus, The Bible said, the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. There's a power allotted to the name of Jesus which works automatically.